You're listening to The Better Man Podcast, becoming life-giving men together. All right, everybody, welcome to The Better Man Podcast. Adam Tarno here, joined by Chris Harper. Chris, a lot of people have stories about Sunday school changing their life. A lot of times that involves a, a felt board, somebody sharing the gospel using Cheerios or goldfish crackers or something <laughs> like that. Uh, you got a story about Sunday school changing your life, um, but this was as an adult, right? Not as a little That's kid. Right. You had yeah. an opportunity to sit under the great uh, Albert Moeller in a Sunday school class, and it's going to set us up for where we're going today. So talk Absolutely, about that. Absolutely, man. No, no puppet shows. <laughs> That's even a though, even though I'm not opposed to those, no. did you see Albert Moeller doing a puppet show? Gosh, phenomenal! That's like a Saturday Night Live skit. Phenomenal. Right there. But yeah, I had the privilege of uh, attending his Sunday school class for for a long time. He he actually walked through the Book of Genesis verse by verse, and uh, just one of the great theological minds of today. And he taught me something called theological triage, which is. Uh, which is really what we want to talk about today, especially in light of Better Man's newest series, Better Man Defined, where we do a deep dive into the four W's of manhood. Uh, the first part is courageously following God's word, which you can find at betterman.com and download the study and the videos and the whole nine yards. So super excited about yeah, that. Yeah. So let's talk about this triage because uh, he used the example of like an emergency room, right? If I was going to walk in with a heart attack and you walked in, with an infected splinter, uh, one of those is going to be elevated a little higher than the other, right? Me with the heart attack, that's level one. The doctor's going to look at you and go, I'm sorry, but tough it out. Uh, I'm going to go over here and help the heart attack guy. Uh, and that's triage, right? You got to think through these different levels. And he used that as a great analogy for some of the ways we need to think about theology. That's the, uh, that's exactly right, Adam. That's so good. So everybody's a theologian. Right, if you if you profess to follow King Jesus, um, you're studying theology. the The word theology itself, theosology, simply means the knowledge of God. It's just knowing God. And you know, centuries ago, it used to be the highest form of science, the highest form of academia. Everything from Harvard to Princeton. I mean, they were started as theological schools. Now, unfortunately, not so much today. Even though there are some great seminaries that still hold to that. But every Christian is a theologian. The, the question is, as R.C. Sproul used to say, um, are you a good theologian yeah. or a bad one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, Albert Moeller wanted to make sure we were good theologians. So a principle in understanding good theology is being able to practice theological triage. So there are, there are first-level issues that are what he would call life-and-death issues. Um, if you're disagreeing on these issues or if you're missing this issue, um, it could be death. It, it means that you don't understand the gospel. So these are fundamental truths, things like the Trinity, things like the atonement of Christ, things like um, his sinlessness, the deity of Christ. I mean, historical, fundamental things, the nature of God that um, we can't dis agree to disagree on as Christians. We just can't do it. I remember one year I had a, I had a prominent speaker come in and, and talk to the organization I was leading. He was doing our Christmas chapel, our Christmas gathering, and there were probably a thousand plus people in this auditorium. And he began sharing about God and, and why God sent Christ. And, and I'll never forget, he said, he said one of the reasons God sent Christ to earth during Christmas to, to essentially redeem us 
was because God was sad, God was lonely, and God was missing something that we provided. And that's why he sent Christ. So afterwards, I met with him and I said, hey, man, you know, thanks for coming out. You know, appreciate you. Uh, but what you said was terrible. <laughs> like, like that was theologically terrible. Like, you know, we just told a thousand people that, that God is missing something that somehow we like we meet a need God has. I said, that's that's not the character of God at all. And, and he looked at me and we went back and forth. And finally, he said, well, we just need to agree to disagree and move on. And I said, no, man, this is. This is one of those things where I think if, if either I'm right or wrong or you're right or wrong, like, like it can be a problem. And uh, uh, those, those things are few and far between, but they are out there, and we need to recognize that. That's right. Okay, so that's level one, and I think we all you gave some great examples there uh, on some of those basics. And um, then, you know, pretty clear-cut lines there on those things. Um, not going to be too much disagreement there. It's this level two and three where things start to get a little bit more gray, uh, maybe where we have some wounds or some memories of engaging in some debates or some fights, or maybe we've even been a part of a church split over some of these things in our life. Uh, so talk about the difference now between level two and level three. Yeah. So a level two is going to be a theological concept or disagreement where we can both disagree, still be saved but we're probably not going to go to the same church, um, meaning we're probably not going to worship together on Sunday. So a great example of this would be infant baptism. Um, I'm probably more Presbyterian than I am anything, old school Presbyterian, but I, I can't get behind infant baptism. I just don't see it in Scripture. As a matter of fact, you know, I've stayed up at night thinking, man, where how, how does R.C. Sproul and Gerstner and those guys see this, and I'm missing it, right? Because they're infinitely smarter than me. Um so we're pro- I'm, I'm not Presbyterian, but it doesn't mean people who believe in infant baptism are all going to hell. Like all Presbyterians aren't going to hell because they believe in infant baptism. You know, another one would be, you know, women pastors, women elders. Um, you know, I, I've, I've got some acquaintances, uh, might even call one or two a friend, where they're, they're a women pastor, they're a woman pastor, a woman elder. Um, I don't see that in Scripture. I can't get behind that. Um, I, I think men are called to be elders, pastors, bishops, overseers. So I'm I'm, I'm not going to join a church where there's a, a woman pastor or a woman leader, right? That doesn't mean that all women pastors and their churches are going to hell, right? We can agree to disagree. You know, uh, when you think about things like the spiritual gifts, you know, have the gifts ceased? Do they continue? Um, that's probably a second level issue where um, we can agree to disagree. Both might be wrong. Both might be right. I mean, who knows? Um, but you may not go to a church where that's exercised, or you may not go to a church where it's not. So, so some of those um, second level issues, we can agree to disagree, um, both still be saved, probably not going to worship together. Yeah, and now level two is where I'm sure there's some people listening, and they're they're starting to argue, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Chris, right? Yeah, but this, yeah. and so how how did you? So obviously, the the story you told about the gentleman that came to the chapel service said something. You wanted to admonish, challenge, talk about that because that was level one. This is a big deal, right? Um, do you do you approach level two the same way? So if you uh, let's say you did, you know, you were able to have coffee with R.C. Sproul and talk about infant baptism. W- would it come up, or would you just go, eh, this is not that big of a deal, we're still brothers? Um, how do you know when to when to lean into those conversations on level two? That's so good, man. Great question. If I'm sitting with R.C. Sproul, 
um, having breakfast with him, um, I would not ask about Invent Baptism. Yeah, there's like, like a, there's that so would be a waste of time, stuff. wouldn't it? So, <laughs> so many other great things to talk to him yeah. about. Yeah, but 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 that's a great question. You know, I, I think these issues come up when we become more theologically convicted. You know, there there are things Chris Harper is believing right now that are probably wrong, right? And as I mature and grow in my faith, as my theological convictions develop, I'm going to ask deeper questions. And and because I'm asking deeper questions, I want deeper answers, you know. And and sometimes when you begin to ask those deeper questions, that's where you're going to see that, man, maybe, maybe what I believe theologically, biblically, is not lining up with what my church is displaying or preaching or teaching at that point, or or with a brother or, or, or something of that nature. At, at that point, I think we have to offer charity and graciousness uh, because it—, it, it doesn't mean we're not saved, you know. I, I think about um, John Wesley and George Whitfield. So John Wesley and George Whitfield led the kind of great awakening here in America. You have Wesley, who's a hardcore Arminianist, right? And you have Whitfield, who's a hardcore Calvinist. Um, Wesley dies first, so they go to Whitfield shortly after Wesley died, and they said, "Hey, George." Um, are we going to see John Wesley in heaven? Will you see John Wesley in heaven? And I love Whitfield's answer. He said, no, I won't. He said, John will be so close to God, and I'll be so far in the back that I won't even get a glimpse of him. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, man, what what graciousness yeah. and charity in yeah. that. you know? So like me personally, Chris Harper, I'm a Calvinist, um, which means I'm, I'm probably not going to attend an Arminian church. Mm. Right, but it doesn't mean my Arminian brothers are all going to hell. Like, right. like they're no, they're 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 the fundamentals that we agree on. We just disagree on how we get there sometimes. Yeah, yep. and that's okay, yep. man. That's okay. Yeah, maybe it's too simplistic. I think the level ones, like uh, what people couldn't see when we were recording here, as you talked about that conversation you had with that gentleman after that chapel service, uh, there was no smile on your face. Right, there's a serious look. We need to talk about this. Level two. We're kind of laughing. It's a little more jovial, like, ah, I wonder who's going to be there, you know, and, and yeah. that stuff that we can be a, a tad more lighthearted about mm. and maybe even uh, poke a little fun, have some levity with. Is that fair to Absolutely. say on some of those differences? And, and maybe that being a, a key difference there between the ones and the twos on some of those, the ones, as you said, are, are kind of a matter of life and death. So we're not going to laugh about those. Bro, that's so good, man. So when you think about a doctor walking into a room to give a diagnosis, he's not delivering a cancer diagnosis with levity, right? Now, if you have to have your appendix removed, we can probably joke about that. You know, that's an in and out. We're going to do that, right? No big deal. Um, but man, that's, that's such a good observation. So yeah, I think, I think the level of seriousness changes. As you as you decrease, for that's sure. good. And then level threes. Um, this is where uh, we can have some differences, but we can still worship together. We're all probably going to be at the same church still, not have to split the church over this, or hopefully not split the church right. over this. <laughs> right? Yeah, man. That's 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 basically everything we argue about theologically. Right? One rapture, two rapture, no rapture. Right? Um, we want to talk about end times, things that we really aren't aren't sure about that we want to be sure about. Right, um, and then obviously it digresses. Color of carpet, the type of worship, music, things of that. And unfortunately, we take these, um, we take these third and second level issues sometimes, and we elevate them to a first level, which is where you really see disunity and destruction in a church, and even between believers. You know, I can think of a couple of things today, like um, 
in the form of social justice, social gospel, those things. I mean, they're not, it's, it's not a first level issue, right? It's not even really a second level issue, but we're taking those things and we're making them first level issues on both sides. And it's, man, it's causing destruction. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah. There, and there's some, some different or uh, definitely some things that we see in the culture where it certainly has invaded its way into the church. I mean, I, I'm even noticing right now with middle school, I've got uh, an eighth grader at the time of this recording and a sixth grader. And just, just the extreme language that I see my friends or my son and his friends using, where it's not, I'm sad, I'm depressed. I'm not nervous. I'm suffering from anxiety. Uh, I'm not just upset. It's this. It's some of this really, uh, it escalated very quickly, right? Very, very strong language. And I can see some of that with these level threes where people are escalating that very fast to go, no, this is a matter of life or death, where it's going, it's really not. Right. It's really not, right? right? Like okay. we can we can take a step back a little bit here and, and breathe and smile and, and work our way through all this, but there can be a lot of destruction that can happen. I mean, I'm thinking about people that I've seen um, you know, that will will split a church over which translation, English translation, to read, right? Absolutely. Is it King James, or is it something else? Yeah. And those can become very, very big issues that are right. splitting churches over something Absolutely. that clearly was not a life-or-death issue. No, it was not a first-level issue. It's, it's, we make those things idols, right? And that's, that's typically what happens. I've seen churches split on, you know, different ways of how to love and serve your neighbor, like, it's okay to love and serve your neighbor differently. Like, it looks different for all of us, right? And, uh, of course, the opposite of that, I think, sometimes is when we take issues and we downplay them that are really first-level issues that we're like, you know, that's a second- or third-level issue, and we kind of ignore it until it becomes a problem. That's good. You know, that's one, good, yeah. one of the things today I'd say in that category is, um, well, we're, we're seeing it with transgenderism and um, you know, the challenge against uh, biblical marriage historically, right? We begin to downplay that. It's happening in the Methodist church right now. You know, they just suffered the biggest split in their history. And, and it's over uh, same-sex marriage. And, and what happened is that they downplayed that for so many years as a non-issue until it became an issue. And now it's it it may end up being one of the greatest fractures in church history. Wow, that's a uh, that's a great example from all this. So, um, anything you see here on the arguing that can happen, any correlation between the the level of like fervor and age? Do you see any connections there? Because some of this that I hear is, yeah, that's probably stuff in my twenties I used to like to argue about, <laughs> and now I'm not in my twenties, and it's like, eh. Not you know I'm not going to argue about those anymore. Do you you see the same thing or Man, any of your own life there? Absolutely, dude. I you know the Bible is good and true, and with age comes wisdom. You know, so um, I see a lot of young cats, and even myself. You know, I remember coming out of seminary. I had a professor say, "Chris, you need to practice caged Calvinism," <laughs> and I said, "I said, what is that?" He said, you're Calvinist, so you need to lock yourself in a cage for a year and figure out what you really learn before you go burn things down. That's right. That's good. <laughs> yes. I'm like, bro, that's so true. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, so sometimes I think we can, we can learn a new theological concept, and we're so eager to share it with people and improve our point that, that it can come across as, as well, just dangerous, uh, and we can hurt people. So, so typically younger, younger men, they, um, 
you know, uh, they, they want to run 100 miles an hour and maybe not fully baked on what they believe or what they think they believe. And then also, even in older men, you know, as they gain wisdom, sometimes what happens as you get older, you get even more set and hardened in your ways. And, and here's the reality. There is not a single person on this earth that has perfect theology. Not a single person. You know, Jesus Christ had perfect theology, and that was it. So, so all of us right now are, are believing things that we probably shouldn't be believing 10 years from now, or we should be deeper um, uh, or further down the road on those things, right? So I would just caution people, whether you're young or old, careful which flags you put in concrete and which flags you put in sand. That's good. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah don't confuse those two. Yeah, no, that's a good word picture there. Okay, so some things you want men to do uh, with this. So, I mean, this is good to know that we're all theologians, good to know there's this, these different levels. So some of this is just helpful just to be aware, and I'm sure everybody's driving around just going, okay, yeah, I need to think about which level this is, or maybe I need to send a text to my buddy because we just got fighting over a level three, and there's no need for us, right, right. to do that. Uh, I need to go own my part over there with that, so that would be a good thing. What are some other things you want us to do with this? Yeah, I think there's a few things we can do as men. First, uh, we need to to train ourselves theologically, right? There's a difference between reading your Bible and studying your Bible. Yeah, talk about that difference. You know, so reading your Bible is kind of akin to raking leaves, right? Um, We need to rake leaves. Uh, we need to upkeep our yard so our neighbors aren't mad. Uh, but studying your Bible is like diving for pearls. There's a difference between those two things. So you need to do both. Like you should be reading your Bible every day, but you should also be diving deep into books and passages and certain scripture. And whether that's having a good commentary on your desk with you as you read the Bible, whether it's um, employing an app like Look at the Book with Pastor John, who's a phenomenal theologian. Um, there, there are tools out there to help you become a better theologian, so we need to employ those tools. Um, so read your Bible, but also study your Bible as much as possible. That's good. Yep. Um, other things, I mean, I think about churches uh, putting things on their websites, even just talking about their core theological beliefs. Sounds like that'd probably be a good thing too, right? Absolutely. Like, you, you are attending a church, and, and I hope you're a member of a church, um, you need to know what your church believes. Uh, I don't. I don't personally think many men actually read their church's statement of beliefs. And and here's the deal: what you're singing on Sunday, like what you're hearing on Sunday, what you're seeing throughout the week, that's actually being shaped by what they believe. Your church has a theological foundation, and they are indoctrinating you with that foundation as they should be. Uh, and you need to know that. So you need to know what's coming your way. So, so ask your pastor, man, like, what do we believe about these things? Um, what, what, what does this mean in our statement of beliefs? And, and know, know the, the theological um, background and the theological moorings of the institution that you're giving your life to. That's right. That's right. I like that. Um, and then, I mean, obviously, which is this last one's not going to be a uh, surprise to anybody with Better Man and what we try to do, but surrounding yourself with other men like probably best when you're reading that statement of belief, um, don't don't do that alone, right? Talk talk to others about that as well. That's right. Yeah. So learning about God and growing in His Word and growing theologically doesn't happen on an island. You know, God gifted us with um, with men, both men now and men of the past. You know, I joke and tell people I don't like to read anything that's not two hundred years old. <laughs> Because I know it stood the test of time, right? It's good. It proved to be true. So um, I've personally been discipled by J.C. Ryle. I've literally read everything he's he's wrote, and and he's been dead for hundreds of years. 
Um, but he shaped me more theologically than probably anyone else. Um, so, so we can read great theologians of old, and then today there are there are phenomenal theologians, both both professional theologians and lay theologians in our churches. That that man, ask a guy to teach you. You know, ask ask someone in your church. You know, what is the difference between you know Calvinism and Arminianism, and where do we stand on that, and and the order of salvation? Like like where am I at in that? And you know, begin to ask deep questions. Um, uh, and don't be afraid of that, man. We, we were built to, to swim in deep waters and, and, you know, the world is telling you, and sometimes your, your own church is telling you, man, we've got to keep it shallow, you know, so that we can appease everybody. And that's just not good. It's not true. No, jump in the deep end and, and pull people in with you. Yeah. Which I think for the, that's so hard for us nowadays. Here we are, you know, in the, the era that we're living in with the TikTok and, and YouTube shorts and Instagram reels. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, um, trying to throw any of those under the bus. I'm just saying it's getting harder and harder to pay attention to things for a longer period of time. Uh, but sometimes that is really helpful if we can do that. So absolutely. Yeah. Man. And, and these are just, just to be clear, these are concepts that haven't necessarily been fully unpacked for the last 2000 years. So we're not going to do it in two years. You know, I had a, I had another seminary professor who told me, Chris, if, if you conjure up a theological concept that no one in the last 2,000 years has conjured up, that's right. it's probably heresy. Yeah, probably wrong. <laughs> so, like, shut yeah. it down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, two, you know, 2,000 years ago, you would have died uh, right, for it. So, right. Yeah, so... Just uh, yeah, we're, we're simmer not, down a little yeah, bit. That's yeah, that's right. We're, we're not going to answer a lot of these questions overnight, and but that's the beauty of it. Like, God's given it to us to swim in. You know, I, 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 I just told a group at Watermark recently that... One of the things I love about manhood and masculinity is that it's like the ocean. We really don't know its depth, right? We just keep going deeper. And, and that's what good the, theology does. It takes you deeper and deeper into your relationship with God. I like that. So, I mean, to that end, I think somebody is probably sitting there going, all right, the level ones, where can I find that list? Right? Is that any resources you can think of off the top of your head? Maybe we can put some links in the show notes on what are the level ones and, and yeah. is there a list of those? Yeah, absolutely. Any confessional creed, any historic Christian creed, like, like literally, if you Google historic Christian creeds, there's going to be four or five creeds that come up. Um, confessions, things like the Westminster Confession, things of that night nature, the Heidelberg Confession, those are going to outline the fundamentals of the faith, like like what we need to to believe to be believers. That's good. I like it. Well, you're a theologian, so the question is, are you going to be a good one or a bad one? Uh, but I like this. Super helpful, Chris. As always, great to be with you. Yeah, thank you, brother. See you next time. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Better Man Podcast. If you have any questions or comments about today's episode, or if you just want to learn more about the Better Man experience, head on over there to betterman.com. This episode, like every episode of the Better Man Podcast, was produced and edited by the team over there at Sound of a Rose. You can learn more about them at soundofarose.com. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again next time.